welcome. This is Orion Rising. We are live. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. Sorry about that on um, entrance right there. I don't know if you heard that on my mic. I was checking on the monitor to see to make sure the signal was live, even though it says I am, and it froze, but it froze with the music still playing. So I had to mute my microphone really quickly, and then I could not close the app or do anything. My my app, my phone was frozen, playing the music intro, and nothing else was moving. So I had to almost like reset my phone. So I muted my microphone. I apologize. I'm also late. You ever have one of those days when you start up your computer and it says it has to do an update, and then you look and it's got four updates to do? And it has to be done right now. Then your operating system decides it needs an update as well. That's what just happened to me. I've been literally doing updates for 30 minutes. And I have a computer that does things pretty quickly. And it's taking forever. I was like, oh, man. So here I am, 15 minutes late to my own show. What do you know about that? Today, and, and it couldn't happen on a better day, today is the Friday of October. That is literally two years ago to the day. Not Well, actually, not to the day, to the Friday. Because to the day is actually tomorrow. Two years ago, I believe it was the 17th. Well, no, because then that would be only one year ago. So it must have been, it must have been the uh, 18th. However, it was the second week in November, second Friday morning, November, two years ago, when Omar and I went live with the Law of One, session one. I've missed a few, not many, um, four or five maybe Fridays in that time period for different reasons, things, you know, happen. Talked about that last week. If you're on, you heard me say that where we were talking about it. So this is the anniversary, right? Happy birthday, Orion Rising doing um, the Law of One on Friday night, right? So that's kind of cool. So share this out, please. Um, wait a minute. Now I got the monitor back up and the sound's on. There we go. Kill the sound. All right. So hi out there. Now I can actually see the chat. Uh, I was chatless a second ago. So welcome. Hi to everyone. And let's share this out. So we're going to do the Law of One. We finished up last week. We're on session 78, second half of of 78, which I think is question 24. That's crazy, right? It took us 100 weeks to get through 77 or 78 and a half or 77 and a half sessions. And we have to go to a 106. So what is that, right? 30, 30 more weeks, about 25 more weeks. Crazy, right? So another half a year, another six months if I hit every single Friday. Well, you know, some of the sessions have taken three weeks to get through. Like this session that we're on now took, uh, you know, uh, last week, and it'll finish up this week. So it just depends on how much meat is in, meat with an M, is in the the uh, the the topic of the day, right? So, oh, hold on. I was not actually looking at the chat. Now I am. So, yeah, please share this out when you come in. I'm going to write that in the chat, too. I haven't shared it because, I, like I said, I was running late just trying to get us up and operational, which was annoying, right? So I'm going to go ahead and share it out a little bit right here, and then we'll get started. So what's going on in the news, right? I don't even want to go there, bro. Don't even want to go there. That's just crazy. We'll keep that for the other show that I will be doing once I... um. Once I do do the Orion Rising News, sorry, I'm trying to share at the same time as talking to you guys. Okay, so maybe I should just start it, and then while Ra's talking, I can do that. It'd be easier, right? I didn't even show you my ugly mug, right? There I am. Namaste. How are we doing? Oh, my camera's like crazy off over here. What is that? I'm looking the wrong way over there, looking into the corner where I have stuff stacked, right? Wait, let's go right about there. E -e -e. There we are. So, yeah, I'm looking in the corner over there. What was that that was over there in the corner, Leo? So, okay, right? I'm now I'm still looking at the monitor instead of the camera. All right, so let's uh, let's get this this the uh, um, this uh, road on the show here, right? Road on the show, get it. 
All right, so let me go down here to uh, over here, and we will switch that to here. And then we'll go full screen here. We'll go ahead and start. This is the beginning of session, or the second half. So it's part two of two, um, session 78. That's February 19th, 1982, right? So we're up to 1982 now. That's kind of cool, right? So let's just go ahead and, and, and move along from here. So let me go over there and, and go full screen on this. All right, here we go. And again, like I said, I apologize for coming on a few minutes late. I had to do up updates on my stupid computer. It was taking forever. It took me more than half an hour to get everything operational. It was annoying. Here we go. Question 78.22. Questioner, after third density, in our experience, Social memory complexes are polarized positively and negatively. Is the interaction of social memory complexes of opposite polarity equivalent, but on a magnified scale, to the interaction between mind-body-spirit complexes of opposite polarity? Is this how experience is gained as a function of polarity difference in fourth and fifth densities? Answer, I am Ra. No. Question 78.23. Questioner. This is a hard question to ask, but what is the value experientially of the formation of positive and negative social memory complexes of the separation of the polarities at that point but rather than the allowing for the mixing of mind, body, spirit complexes of opposite polarity in the higher densities? Answer, I am Ra. The purpose of polarity is to develop the potential to do work. This is the great characteristic of those, shall we say, experiments which have evolved since the concept of the choice was appreciated. Work is done far more efficiently and with greater purity, intensity, and variety by the voluntary searching of mind, body, spirit complexes for the lessons of third and fourth densities. The action of fifth density is viewed in space-time the same with or without polarity. However, viewed in time-space, the experiences of wisdom are greatly enlarged and deepened due, again, to the voluntary nature of polarized mind, body, spirit action. Question 78.24 Questioner, then you are saying that as a result of the polarization in consciousness which has occurred later in the galactic evolution, the experiences are much more intense along the two paths. Are these experiences each independent of the other? Must there be action across the potentiated difference between the positive and negative polarity? Or is it possible to have this experience simply because of the single polarity? This is difficult to ask. Answer, I am Ra. We would agree. We shall attempt to pluck the gist of your query from the surrounding verbiage. The fourth and fifth densities are quite independent, the positive polarity functioning with no need of negative and vice versa. It is to be noted that in attempting to sway, third density mind, body, spirit complexes in choosing polarity there evolves a good bit of interaction between the two polarities. In sixth density, the density of unity, the positive and negative paths must needs take in each other for all now must be seen as love light and light love. This is not difficult for the positive polarity which sends love and light to all other selves. It is difficult enough for service to self-polarized entities that at some point the negative polarity is abandoned. That's approximately halfway through the sixth when that happens, right? That's where that's where evil ends. A lot of people don't know that. Everybody has this assumption that the devil, the great evil, is an equal to God. That's what they're trying to teach you. Anytime you hear that, that that religion at some point in the beginning of its religion was corrupted and their atonement says that the great evil is the equal to the great good and that there's an equal balance between them and that they're vying for the minds of the human race. Lies. Lies, I tell you, right? So that's it. In a nutshell right there, he just said that. So at his sixth, about halfway through the sixth, Evil has to go away because they can't ascend anymore. So that's basically hell or purgatory. That's the place where if you're evil, you go to, and, you, and if you're trying to stay evil, you can never go anywhere past that. That's it. You're abandoned. You're not near God. You're not with God. You're stuck there no matter how much you hate God for having you stuck there. Until, up to and until you decide to repent your ways 
and then change your ways and, and, and descend. You know, you don't have to go back down through the ranks and come back up so you don't get beat up all the way down. That's the reward by the one uh, creator is that when you flip over, it happens pretty quickly and you, you go to, you know, almost where you are on the good side and you realize things and then you move forward. Okay, so you don't have to like get, get um, you know, beat up and raped and pillaged on the way down and victimized on the way down while everyone laughs at you and kicks you around until you until you get down to the beginning of the sixth and then move over to the beginning of the sixth on the other side and have to continue to repent your ways back up. Doesn't happen like that. You're rewarded by an instantaneous switch back over once you're sincere and you really are doing that. And then you're on your path and your polarity is abandoned and you're on the on the positive path. Kind of crazy, right? All right, let's continue. Question 78.25. Questioner, the choice of polarity being unique as a circumstance, shall I say, for the archetypical basis for the evolution of consciousness in our particular experience indicates to me that we have arrived through a long process of the Creator knowing itself at a position of present or maximum efficiency for the design of a process of experience. That design for maximum efficiency is in the roots of consciousness and is the archetypical mind and is a product of everything that... See, so in that what he said there, um, also I've, I've said over and over, you know, in, in the subconscious or the superconscious mind or in our DNA memory or in that junk DNA they you know claim is junk DNA that they're starting to realize is not actually junk DNA is are these instincts that we have just like any other animal just like everything we have driven instincts and one of which is we were born free right we are always telling everyone that even when people tell you you're a slave we're like no no I have this this thing that I, I'm pretty sure that I have free will all religions kind of hint at it. So we, we, at our core, we have base root drives that drive us to do a certain thing, to look for, you know what I mean, to, to find, to seek, to contemplate. These things are there, and they don't just, it's not something we learn from our parents. It's something that we long for. Otherwise, you know, it's the chicken and the egg. How do people understand what the rules if there were no rules, how do you, how does everyone just know that certain things are wrong? Do you understand? That's the that's because they're instinctively within us, right? Our DNA is a recorder. It records everything that happens to us, and it records everything that we are. And there's the base line that goes back to the beginning of the creation of that DNA, and that is your basic instincts that are there embedded in your DNA. Scientists have, have discovered that we have a portion of our DNA that, that uh, says that we need to look for a God. We need, to, we, need, we need to strive to find our Creator. Why is that? Why is that there? That's designed into us. Right? So is that something that somebody changed in our DNA because they want to be our creator God? Maybe. Maybe. There's a lot of people out there. I know of seven races off the top of my head who claim to be our creator God. Seven different races claim to be our creator God. I want to get them all together like in the United Nations. And I want to say now, all of you claim that you created the human race and don't give me that conglomeration bullshit because each one of you didn't say we helped create you. Every one of you said, I am your God. I created you. So did you guys all work together? Is that what happened? You're like a mafia. You got together and, and throw a little <laughs> into a Petri dish, mixed it up and said, hey, that's a good idea. Let's put it all together and see what happens. Look, we got, gave birth to a baby human. Oh, we're, isn't it so cute? We're all so cute. Right? I know that we have the DNA of many different species. Were those traits that the one liked? Or were those traits that we, the spirit that has been created by the one, decided to like? We took the, the, the bits and pieces of different races together and put them together and made this human race because we think it's pretty. We think it's sexy. We like to play with it. Right? We like to change our hair color and our skin color and our tattoos and our earrings and our piercings and 
paintings and all this stuff we can do to this body and you know what I mean and all the differences we can do with all the colors and the in the, the the everything the looks right that's what that's what Ross said Ross said that with the 25% of the universe at this third density third dimension 25% is human <coughs> because we like this form right so I know of at least seven races that go, I created you, I am your God. No, no, not so much. No. Why does God need a starship? All right, let's continue. Has gone before. There are, unquestionably, relatively pure archetypical concepts for the seven concepts for mind, body, and spirit. I feel that the language that we have for these is somewhat inadequate. However, we shall continue to attempt to investigate the foundation for this and I am hoping that I have laid the foundation with some degree of accuracy in attempting to set a background for the development of the archetypes of our logos. Have I left out anything or made any errors, or could you make any comments on my attempt to lay the foundation for the construction that our logos used for the archetypes? Answer, I am Ra. Your queries are thoughtful. Question 78.26. Questioner, are they accurate, or have I made mistakes? Answer, I am Ra. There are no mistakes. Question 78.27. Questioner, let me put it this way. Have I made missteps in my analysis of what has led to the construction of the archetypes that we experience? Answer, I am Ra. We may share with you the observation that judgment is no part of interaction between mind, body, spirit complexes. We have attempted to answer. Each query as fully as your language and the extent of your previous information allow. We may suggest that if, in perusing this present material, you have further queries, refining any concept, these queries may be asked and, again, we shall attempt adequate rejoinders. Question 78.28 Questioner, I understand your limitations in answering that. Thank you. Could you tell me how, in the first density, wind and fire teach earth and water? Answer, I am Ra. You may see the air and fire of that which is chaos as literally illuminating and forming the formless, for earth and water were, in the timeless state, and formed. As the active principles of fire and air blow and burn incandescently about that which nurtures that which is to come, the water learns to become sea, lake, and river offering the opportunity for viable life. The earth learns to be shaped, thus offering the opportunity for viable life. Question 78.29 Questioner, are the seven archetypes for mind a function of all related to the seven densities that are to be experienced in the octave? Answer, I am Ra. The relationship is tangential in that no congruency may be seen. However, the progress through the archetypes has some of the characteristics of the progress through the densities. These relationships may be viewed without being, shall we say, pasted one upon the other. Question 78.30 Questioner, how about the seven bodily energy centers? Are they related to archetypes in some way? Answer, I am Ra. The same may be said of these. It is informative to view the relationships but stifling to insist upon the limitations of congruency. Recall at all times if you would use this term that the archetypes are a portion of the resources of the mind complex. Question 78.31 Questioner, is there any relationship between the archetypes and the planets of our solar system? Answer, I am Ra. This is not a simple query. Properly, the archetypes have some relationship to the planets. However, this relationship is not one which can be expressed in your language. This, however, has not halted those among your people who have become adepts from attempting to name and describe these relationships. To most purely understand, if we may use this misnomer, the archetypes it is well to view the concepts which make up each archetype and reserve the study of planets and other correspondences for meditation. Question 78.32 Questioner, it just seemed to me that since the planets were an outgrowth of the Logos and since the archetypical mind was the foundation of the experience that the planets of this Logos will be somewhat related. We will certainly follow your suggestion. 
I have been trying to get a foothold into an undistorted perception, you might say, of the archetypical mind. It seems to me that everything that I have read having to do with archetypes has been, to some degree or another, distorted by the writers and by the fact that our language is not really capable of description. You have spoken of the magician as a basic archetype that this seems to have been carried through from the previous octave. Would this be in order if there isn't? Order, the first archetypical concept for this logos, the concept that we call the magician. Answer, I am Ra. We would first respond to your confusion as regards the various writings upon the archetypical mind. You may well consider the very informative difference between a thing in itself and its relationships or functions. There is much study of archetype which is actually the study of functions, relationships, and correspondences. The study of planets, for instance, is an example of archetype seen as function. However, the archetypes are, first and most profoundly, things in themselves and the pondering of them and their purest relationships with each other should be the most useful foundation for the study of the archetypical mind. We now address your query as to the archetype which is the matrix of the mind. As to its name, the name of magician is understandable when you consider that Consciousness is the great foundation, mystery, and revelation which makes this particular density possible. The self-conscious entity is full of the magic of that which is to come. It may be considered first, for the mind is the first of the complexes to be developed by the student of spiritual evolution. <clears throat> so that was a lot to think about right there, right? But a lot of people out there, you guys already know this. Right, and then the word magician comes from magi, and magi means the you know the the wise one or the learned one, right? Just like the Illuminati, the enlightened one, right? So that's why they call this 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 place magic or the magician, because here is where you become enlightened for the first time. Do you see? So. Once you start to do that, and that's why we tell people all the time that knowledge is the key. Knowledge is the key to the universe. Not only is it the key to the universe, it's the key to the matrix, it's the key out of here. Knowledge, contemplation, right? And knowledge for your spiritual evolution. Right? So... So the concept and the knowledge, therefore, you break chains, you, you break your conditioning of being blinded, right, of forgetting, and then you start to remember and see, right, you eat the fruit, the fruit is knowledge, the knowledge then lets you see. And once you start to see things, then you can learn how things work. And once you learn how things work, then you understand how they work. Once you understand how they work, then you can work them. You are then in control of the matrix. You can then drive the matrix. Right? But then it takes more than just one person. It takes many people in the same mindset to make it happen. That's the truth in anything in, in the world. Look at protesters. The more people you have protesting, the more coverage you get from the media, the more people hear what you have to say. Do you see? So if the government does something or you know, your job does something or the corporations do something and they, and they decide that it's going to be that way and then people make a big enough stink about it, they'll go, oh, 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 and back off. Right. Look at the news this week where Twitter decided that they didn't want people to learn what uh, a, the, one of the most popular news agencies on the planet decided to, to print. Facebook did the, the same. Now they've been subpoenaed by the federal government to come and talk to them in, in the Senate. And now the government of the United States is, is starting to figure out whether or not they want to break these monopolies up into separate companies, multiple companies, because they're too big. And they're now starting to decide policy. 
and who gets to hear what. That's what the communist countries do. They decide what you can and can't hear or listen to during the debate of the, for the um, vice presidents. There was some things that Mike Pence said that the Chinese government did not allow their people to hear. Look that up. They didn't want the Chinese people to hear his words. So there was a please stand by. We're having difficulties with the signal until Mike Pence was done talking about that subject. And then they went back, you know, went back with a 30 second delay or more. So that whenever he said something they didn't want, they would interrupt the program. We're sorry, we're having technical difficulties. Please stand by. And then they would let the signal go through when he was done saying the things that he didn't want. Stuff like that happens a lot to appease people during the making of uh, the movie um, Pearl Harbor. The ending of the movie Pearl Harbor was changed for the people of Japan to watch it and like it because they wouldn't like the truth of what happened because we bombed the hell out of them. So they changed the end of it slightly so that it was, it was not as offensive to them. Do you see? That was a choice. Not to offend the people that you were at war with once. That's different than we don't agree with what this person's saying because I, as the company CEO, am a Democrat and I used to work for those people. And I'm not going to let you say that and badmouth them. That's exactly what happened by both companies. However, the knowledge of knowing that gave, and, and, and you know, they, they stopped it, and that went viral in and of itself. Because of that, nobody could read it, but it went viral that they did it, and it hit the news agencies, and then the government knew about it, and now that may change. Again, the knowledge of what was going on learning from that and the people who knew the, how things worked trying they were evil trying to do evil things I'm just trying to show in, in modern day how this little section that he was talking about is actually playing out before our eyes alright here we go question 78.33 questioner would the archetype then that has been called the high priestess which represents the intuition be properly the second of the archetypes Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. You see here the recap. See, this is where we're starting to inch into the tarot cards. And you'll understand how that plays. Remember that, right? So the archetypical mind uh, for, for, you know, here is the name, the matrix is the magician. And then he just asked that question, would the archetypical mind that is called the high priestess would that represent, which represents the intuition, be properly the second of the archetypical minds? This is correct, Ross says. Capitulation of the beginning knowledge of this logos, that is, matrix and potentiator. The unconscious is indeed what may be poetically described as high priestess, for it is the potentiator of the mind and as potentiator for the mind is that principle which potentiates all experience. Question 78.34 Questioner, then for the third archetype would the Empress be correct and be related to disciplined meditation? Answer, I am Ra. I perceive a mind complex intention of a query, but was aware only of sound vibratory statement. Please re-question. Question 78.35. Questioner, I was asking if the third archetype was the Empress and was it correct to say that this archetype had to do with disciplined meditation? Answer, I am Ra. The third archetype may broadly be grasped as the catalyst of the mind. Thus it takes in far more than disciplined meditation. However, it is certainly through this faculty that catalyst is most efficiently used. The archetype, three, is perhaps confusedly called empress although the intention of this number is the understanding that it represents the unconscious or female portion of the mind complex being first shall we say, used or ennobled by the male or conscious portion of the mind. Thus the noble name. Right, I was like, why is Ra saying it's mistakenly, confusedly called the Empress, although 
And then he answers, they answer their own, their own query as to why. That's funny, right? Question 78.36. Questioner, the fourth archetype is called the Emperor and seems to have to do with experience of other selves and the green ray energy center with respect to other selves. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is perceptive. The broad name for archetype 4 may be the experience of the mind. In the Tarot you find the name of Emperor. Again this implies nobility and in this case we may see the suggestion that it is only through the catalyst which has been processed by the potentiated consciousness that experience means you. Thusly is the conscious mind ennobled by the use of the vast resources of the unconscious mind. This instrument's dorsal side grows stiff, and the instrument tires. We welcome one more query. Question 78.37 Questioner I love that. <clears throat> this instrument's dorsal side, that would be your back, right? Where the dorsal fin goes, the back dorsal. Isn't that hilarious? He's so Sheldon. Uh, they are so Sheldon. Raw is they. I would like to ask the reason for this session having been longer than most previous sessions and also if there is anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or to improve the contact. Answer, I am Ra. This instrument was given far more than the, shall we say, usual amount of transferred energy. There is a limit to the amount of energy of this type, which may, with safety, be used when the instrument is, itself, without physical reserves. This is inevitable due to the various distortions such as we mentioned previously in this working having to do with growing dorsal discomfort. The alignments are fastidious. We appreciate your conscientiousness. In order to enhance the comfort of the instrument it might be suggested that careful manipulation of the dorsal area be accomplished before a working. It is also suggested that, due to the attempt at psychic attack, this instrument will require warmth along the right side of the physical complex. There has been some infringement but it should not be long-lasting. It is, however, well to swaddle this instrument sufficiently to ward off any manifestation of this cold in physical form. I am Ra. I leave you, my friends, in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, therefore, merrily rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator. Adonai. So she's still under psychic attack, <clears throat> even even now. So here we are, 78 sessions in, going into 79, and it's like ongoing just about every time, right? That's crazy. All right, so this will queue up the next uh, video for those of you who are on the podcast, the MP3 version of the show. You can't see the visuals on your screen, right? So you wouldn't know that. But this is the Love One I am Rob. 79. And this is February 24th, 1982. Here we go. I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We communicate now. Question 79.1. Questioner, could you first give me the condition of the instrument? Answer, I am Ra. It is as previously stated. Question 79.2. Questioner. The instrument would like to ask if there is any danger in the instrument receiving too much transferred energy in her present condition? Answer, I am Ra. No. Question 79.3. Questioner, she would like to know the function of the energy transfer during the session? Answer, I am Ra. The function of this energy transfer is a most helpful one in that it serves to strengthen the shuttle through which the in-streaming contact is received. The contact itself will monitor the condition of the instrument and cease communication when the distortions of the instrument begin to fluctuate towards the distortions of weakness or pain. However, while the contact is ongoing the strength of the channel through which this contact flows may be aided by the energy transfer of which you spoke. Question 79.4 Questioner we have been ending our banishing ritual prior to the session by a gesture that relieves us of the magical personality. I was just wondering if we should maintain this personality and omit the gesture while we are walking the circle of one and then relinquish the magical personality only after the circle is formed or after the session. Which would be more appropriate? Answer, I am Ra. The practice of magical workings demands the most rigorous honesty. If your estimate of your ability is that you can sustain the magical personality throughout this working, it is well. 
as long as you have some doubt it is inadvisable. In any case it is appropriate for this instrument to return its magical personality rather than carry this persona into the trance state, for it does not have the requisite magical skill to function in this circumstance and would be far more vulnerable than if the waking personality is offered as channel. This working is indeed magical in nature in the basic sense. However, it is inappropriate to move more quickly than one's feet may walk. Question 79.5 Questioner, I would like to question about the third density experience of those entities just prior to the original extension of the first distortion to the sublogar to create the split of polarity. Can you describe, in general, the differences between the third density experience of these mind, body, spirits and the ones who have evolved upon this planet now? Answer, I am Ra. This material has been previously covered. Please query for specific interest. Question 79.6 Questioner, specifically, in the experience where only the service to others polarity and third density evolved, was the veil that was drawn with respect to knowledge of previous incarnations, etc., in effect for those entities? Answer, I am Ra. No. <laughs> I love how he did that. <clears throat> right, the material has been has been previously covered, which it has, and so the answer to the question was no. There was that wasn't there. The veil wasn't there. They weren't blind. They weren't. They they hadn't forgotten anything. So chaos and and all of that hadn't been put into place. That was what the dilemma was. That was the dilemma. The dilemma was, everyone knew what we don't get to know here at birth. They weren't striving to try and figure out things that's what we're here we strive to figure that out it's in our dna right and then having right and wrong or good and bad or good and evil however you want light and dark that forces us to to action forces us to action because if you don't do anything evil people take over if you're complacent evil people take over look at the united states right now look at most countries look at most countries period as soon as the public is complacent, someone evil rises themselves to a king or queen or dictator or president or whatever. Okay? And then, and then they're mean to the people and they treat the people like shit and then they get them convinced, look, you're only here because you're on my land and I let you live here. You've got to pay me a tax for living here and you've got to pay a tax for the right to drive on your streets. It's not a, You don't just have that right. You don't just get to do it. He's not done. It's free. The land's not yours. It's mine. Therefore, you have to pay me. And then you have the then you have the landlords to do the same thing, right? It goes all the way down. You got the governors going. No, this is the state of California. I'm using that as an example because that's where I am. And you have to pay me for the right to drive on these streets. I am the governor. Therefore, I am God. <clears throat> I am your master. You have to pay me for the right to drive on my land and pay me for the right to live on my land. All of it is mine. Don't you know? That's why you have taxes. What are taxes for? You're paying the people who own it for the right to use it. See, the, more, the sooner you get that into your head, the sooner you're going to realize what's going on. California, you pay more taxes here than anyone else on the planet. Okay, do you understand that? Why is that? Because the rich got to get rich somehow, right? Question 79.7. Questioner, was the reincarnational process like the one that we experience here in which the third density body is emptied and exited numerous times during the cycle? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. Question 79.8. Questioner. Is it possible to give a time of incarnation with respect to our years and would you do so if it is? Answer, I am Ra. The optimal incarnative period is somewhere close to a measure you call a millennium. This is, as you may say, a constant regardless of other factors of the third density experience. Question 79.9 Questioner, then prior to the first extension of the first distortion the veil or loss of awareness did not occur. From this I will make the assumption that this veil or loss of remembering consciously that which occurred before the incarnation was the primary tool for extending the first distortion. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. 
your correctness is limited. This was the first tool. Question 79.10. Questioner, then from that statement I assumed that the Logos first devised the tool of separating the unconscious from the conscious during what we call physical incarnations to achieve its objective. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. Yes. Question 79.11. Questioner, then from that statement I would also assume that many other tools were conceived and used after the first tool of the so-called veil. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. There have been refinements. Question 79.12. See, so not even the one true creator is infallible. Refinements. Right? So, okay, that didn't fix it the way I wanted it 100%. Let's tweak it. Let's do this. Take away their memory. Okay, all right, now let's wait. we got to give them the drive to try and strive subconsciously. That's back in the back of their head, right? That's in the DNA. Put that in. You see what I'm saying? So, in a sense, we're, you know, it's an experiment. Right? But in a sense, it was. If you listen, the one true creator decided after creating itself, I don't know how that happened, but it did. Right. That's blow your mind. Let's go back. We won't get to know that and understand that until probably until we get close to being the one again. So the concept is that and that just like fathomable. No. OK. But something happened and then there was the creator. Right. Let's just do that because we because saying that blows people's minds. And they go, wait a minute, dude. How do you have a chicken without an egg? And how do you have an egg without a chicken? Oh, bro. I don't know, man. Oh, that's blowing my mind. It's freaking me out, dude. Right? So we don't want to think about that. We don't want to blow our minds out. So there was the creator. The creator then w wanted to know everything, experience everything. So everything else was created for an experience. Right? But but what? So you got to play around with it. Well, I don't know. It just let, let's Okay, let's create something and let it go. All right, well, that's not working. Okay, let's do this. So the creator does is not all-knowing, all, all everything. Otherwise, the creator would instantly know every possible experience there is in the entire universe and not have to work it out. Or, or are we the actual thought process that's working it out in the creator's head? And we think that this time is taking forever. But in reality, it could be as quick as one single mathematical equation happening in my head if I were the creator. So the creator could be like daydreaming. And here we are. Think about that. That's as plausible as anything else. The creator can literally be thinking this up and going, and like expanding its own mind and going, what if I just let everything go and evolve on its own and everybody has an interactive experience and everything interacts with each other and it changes the experience so they have a whole new experience but they're also experiencing and helping teaching and well, oh, ah, and he's blowing his own mind. Right? I mean, think about that. It's just literally as plausible. So when you're dreaming or when you're thinking up scenarios, are you in some way creating an entire universe within your head that's doing the same thing? In your mind, in that ganglia, little electrons are firing around, electricity's firing around in your brain, and you're making up a scenario like I just did. And in doing that, did I create a sub-sub-logos in my mind where now I created actual little particles in there that are running around and having experiences to give me the possible idea of new ideas and experiences? How does that work when you're trying to think something up? Say you're a writer, like I write, right? So how do you get the inspiration? Where does that come from? It comes from your subconscious mind. So is your subconscious mind closer to God? Maybe. Right? I mean, smoke some pot and think about that for a minute. Right? You get high and start thinking about this, and it becomes, whoa, wait a minute, bro. I know, because I used to do that. Sit around and smoke pot and think shit up like this with my buddies. And then go, whoa. Dude, my mind just like it blew up. It expanded. Because it kind of does, if you actually think about it. 
So think about that on a grandiose scale. You know, they say, I've seen pictures of the universe, and they say it just looks like the inside of a brain. It looks like the workings of a brain, of a mind. So what if the entire universe was what well, is the mind of the creator, and we are little teeny ganglia? We are all a p little teeny piece of that brain. And all these thoughts are flying back and forth between me and you and energy and everybody in the universe. And the universe is, in fact, a brain cell or the brain of the one creator. What if it's not? What if it's just the brain of some dude named Bubba sitting on a park bench in Louisiana? But we're so inside and the microscopic that we have no idea that that's all we are is a little teeny particle inside the brain of something else. Right? Think about that. It could literally be that. Well, maybe not Bubba, but you know what I mean. We could literally be not just, you know, he said, imagine you're a thought. In the beginning, they said that. Imagine you're a thought created by the one true creator. So what if literally he was saying that, they, Ra was saying that, Literal. <clears throat> Imagine if you were a th if you were a thought of the creator, and then you became because you were a thought that the creator thought up, and you manifested in what the place that the the creator created is that all in the creator's head, or is it external? We don't know. It could be either. It could be both. But since we now know here, those of us who have learned enough to understand that we also control this. Logos, this matrix, we change the fate of it. We make it up what it is. So if enough of us think the same thing, it becomes so. Do you understand? Do you see? So literally, if we all thought away famine, there would be none. And then we try to teach ourselves, well, you got to be careful because there were every action there's an equal and opposite reaction, so be careful what you wish for. You might get it. I think the people who are telling you that are the people who are trying to stifle you from learning that. Because if you learn that, then you know that you can create things. Be careful what you, th what you ask for, because there's always an opposite reaction. So if you're selfish and you ask for something, the universe will lash out at you. They talk about that everywhere. Right. And that's to keep people from doing bad things. But it also is to keep you from doing any good. Well, what will happen if we think away famine? Well, there'll be fire everywhere. Fire and brimstone will all die. So don't do it. Run and hide. Put your head back in the sand. Shut up. Don't talk about this. Don't ever think about this again. Think about that, people. So we have this drive within us that says to us, we have to do this, we have to think, we have to look, we have to, and here it is, here's where it's starting to break down, the archetypical portions of the mind that help us to strive, and these things, each and individual things that we have here, the, the emperor, the, the empress, the, you know, the, the, those all have a function that they are uh, to work on in us, in our psyche. And that's part of where our subconscious mind is compartmentalized. And that's where the ego is also in there compartmentalized to drive us in the opposite direction. Do you see? Do you understand? So all of this works inside of our brain. And it does that because it ha that also the functions that are there are to tell me to, in, to inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, so I don't have to think about it. Telling my heart, pump, 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 so I don't have to control that and think about it. Okay? So that's all on autopilot. When I think, move my hand. If I had the camera on right now, you'd see me doing that. Then you, my hand moves. I don't have to think, go up, up, a little more, a little more, stop there. Right? I don't have to think those things. But you, you do. Otherwise, you'd slap yourself in the face not trying to, right? 
You would have no control. You pap, pap, you hit yourself. Why did I do that? I don't know. I was thinking, move my hand up to my face, and I forgot to tell it to stop. Slap, hit my nose. Right? So we don't do that. We, we know exactly how far we want to go. You ever watch a cat jump up on something? They expend exactly the amount of energy it takes to jump just up on top of something. It's one of the most beautiful things to watch. Unless, of course, they do something stupid and they think they're going to jump all the way across and they miss it and they go, bah! they crash down on something. Then it's funny. But they expend just the right amount, the exact amount of energy to jump from the ground floor up, say, on top of a table or a counter or a window seal. You ever watch them? They literally jump just enough. They, they calculate instinctively, calculate exactly how much energy it will take to cover that distance and they jump, and they literally have a little soft landing. Bloop. Bloop. Little soft landing. Okay, so that's covered in their subconscious, even the little teeny brain that they have. We have that as well. When you practice, your body gets the range. Basketball, shooting hoops, baseball, swinging the bat. This is compartmentalized in these archetypical mind factors of your body, of your brain. They rule you in a way that helps you with each emotion, feeling, maneuverability, thinking, all of that. And that's how the tarot got started because it's represented in that order. And you're starting to see that play out. So eventually here as we're going forward, he's literally going to be asking about each in individual card all the way down through the whole uh, old, what was it, 52 uh, card deck. I think that's what it was. Originally, it was less. We'll, we'll know because they'll tell us. Because that, that's what we have now. Is that's where we get the playing cards from. The playing cards were when, when they when people were trying to outlaw these religions and they're trying to outlaw the tarot cards. Anything that had pictures on them that were similar to that which they're describing and they will be, they they confiscated. So they made up playing cards, like we have now with all the four suits. It's, that's the same. If you look at the playing cards. You can literally uh, use that as tarot cards because they were to hide the tarot cards and then people could read you with regular playing cards because they knew what they meant. Each one is still the king, the queen, the jack. They're all still in place. Right? They just changed the suits from cups and coins and, right, swords to hearts, clubs, diamonds. Right? And spades. Spades was the swords, right? Do you see? So they just changed those names and took the pictures away, except for the king, the queen, and the jack still were there with the pictures. Do you understand? Okay, let's continue. Two. Questioner, the archetypical mind of the Logos prior to this experiment in veiling was what I would consider to be less complex than it is now, possibly containing fewer archetypes. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. We must ask your patience. We perceive a sudden flare of the distortion known as pain in this instrument's left arm and manual appendages. Please do not touch this instrument. We shall examine the mind complex and attempt to reposition the limb so that the working may continue. Then please repeat the query. 90 second pause, I am Ra. You may proceed. Question 79.13 Questioner, thank you. Prior to the experiment to extend the first distortion how many archetypes were there at that time? Answer, I am Ra. There were nine. Question 79.14 Questioner, I will guess that those nine were three of mind, three of body, and three of spirit. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. Question 79.15 Questioner, I am going to guess that in the system of the Tarot those archetypes would roughly correspond to, to the mind, the magician, the emperor, and the chariot. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is incorrect. Question 79.16 Questioner, could you tell me what they correspond to? Answer, I am Ra. The body, the mind, and the spirit each contained and functioned under the aegis of the matrix, the potentiator, and the significator. 
the significator of the mind, body, and spirit is not identical to the significator of the mind, body, and spirit complexes. Question 79.17 Questioner, I now understand what you meant in the previous session by saying that to extend free will the significator must become a complex. Now, I want to explain that, <clears throat> the difference there. Okay, he said, he said uh, the... Uh the um, significator of the mind, body, and spirit is not identical to the significator of the mind, body, spirit complex. Because the you know remember now the mind, body, and spirit is not your your body. It's not your totality. So the complex is different than just the mind, body, spirit. The mind, body, spirit complex or complexes are the totality. Do you understand? So the mind, the body, and the spirit are those three things. The mind, the body, and the spirit individually. The mind, body, and spirit complexes are the totality. It's like, you know, say the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? The Trinity. The Trinity is the totality, but it's made up of those three. That's where the Trinity also comes from in the Christian race, by the way, or the Christian religion, is, is what he's talking about here, right? It's the mind, the body, and the spirit. Right. So they're saying the mind is is the God. Right. The father. The son is the body, the body of Christ. Right. And the Holy Spirit. That's the complex totality. That's the three. The spirit, the father, the son and the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. That's the, the Trinity. That's the that's what they're talking about. That's the complex. So that symbology and symbolism was adopted by the Christian race race again I say I should be saying religion the Christian religion to signify signify how's that was that word that's the long word to or well they did to, to sanctify that energy so even in that religion subconsciously it is still the same do you understand so Here's another example in one of the religions. Were they aware of that when they designed it? Yes. Yes, they were. They were aware of what he's telling you right here. They were aware. You have to understand that people in, that have created these religions don't just accidentally bumble into dogma. They don't have to accidentally bumble into spirituality. It's by design. Okay, and they needed to venerate Jesus, so they had to attach Jesus to the Trinity, so they had to attach Jesus to the mind-body-spirit complex. So they did that through the preachings in the Bible that said there was God and Jesus was the, the Word of God. So by selling Jesus as the Word of God, that means he's God's voice. When he came down here, he was God on earth. He's God the body. Do you see? So the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is the three of them together. The Father, the Son, and their Spirit become the totality, becomes the one. That's how they signified that. And that's how they sanctified Jesus as God. Or that's how they venerated it, how they established it. Do you understand? And people just bought that. Now, I'm not saying that what they're preaching is wrong. I am a minister. <laughs> right? I'm also knighted by the Holy Roman Catholic Seed. Right? I have a third title. I am a monk. I am a holy man. Right? I just don't follow the dogma of those religions. It's a, the dogma is the distraction. That's where you have the differences in the religions. The only difference in almost every religion is is how they want you to proceed worshiping their God, the one, the whatever name they name it. It's all still the same energy. It's all still the same me message. It's just you can't see Moha You know, you can't you can't see God or you can't do a picture of Muhammad. 
you don't get to know the name of God. See, so it depends on, on you know, in the, in the Hebrew, it was, you know, God is I am. There is no name. Tell them I am sent you. I am who I am as I am. Do you understand? So this is the nameless God. Originally was what they referred to as God, the nameless one. He whose name we don't know. Do you understand? So that's that's just the dogma of humans putting rules on other humans for that religion. And that was the corruption by the Orion Crusaders, the bad guys from Orion. That was their contribution to try and corrupt the religions and turn them into money-making schemes and to try and literally lead people astray. The problem was it didn't work because the Creator will not be denied. Do you see? The Creator will not be denied. So you can try and corrupt the thing all you want, and they've done that, and they've turned all these religions into money-making corporations. But you can still go there and ignore that and find a dogma that doesn't hurt you so much that you can tend to agree with. And you can learn their ways and still ascend. It's not, it's not hard. You just have to be a good person. Be nice and be in service to others. So how you do that is your choice. So there is no right religion. There is no wrong religion. They're all right. It's just a matter of, of which one you want telling you to blow yourself up. And whether you're dumb enough to do that. Because if you give any of them the chance, they'll have you killing for them. Every one of them. Because that's cutthroat. They want the money. They want the world domination. If it wasn't, there would be none of that happening. Unfortunately, it's not. Greed is in everything because we live here with evil people. So because that... Because we're here with evil people around us and among us, that unfortunately is, is the game, the name of the game here. Once you understand that, once you get that, things change because they serve a purpose. So instead of being angry and saying, I want to fight them because that's what they want, you don't fight. Jesus was trying to teach people that. So was Muhammad. So was Moses. You don't need to fight them. Right? I mean, even the Jedi religion is the same way. It's passive. Pacificity. Not complacency. Pacificity. Even uh, Gandhi was preaching that. Martin Luther. Martin Luther King Jr. was preaching that. Right? You don't have to be violent and go to war to win. You just have to have the numbers to do so and demand it. That's why I love Black Lives Matter for that. Demand it. Let's give them let's force us to make decisions and conversation. Real conversation though. Not yelling past each other. Not well you did this to us and you owe us money. No, no, because everybody was a victim. Every race was a victim by somebody else at one point. Okay, so they're, they're, that's not that's not going to be the answer. That's not the answer. It will never fix anything. It's not the answer. Because if everybody all of a sudden, you guys get a free ride for the rest of your lives, when does that stop? So now, well, we were the last slaves, so now we get to be, for all of time, we get to have everything for free, whatever we want. And then that comes very quickly into them believing that they're in charge. I get whatever I want. I want Alaska. Do you understand? You have to give it to me. We're going to throw a fit and burn the streets down. Do you understand? So it quickly escalates into tyranny. That's not the way. And then you have other people that are going to resent you. Well, what about us? We were enslaved at one point. Shouldn't we get something too? No. No, you don't get anything. You caused our problems. You see? And the finger pointing again causes that. So that's not the right way. That's not the way. But we do need to have discussions about everything and talk about it. The Jews. You still have people in Germany that swear that was a lie. It didn't really happen. A lot of Muslims say that. It didn't happen. You need to sit down and talk about that. Right? So there's a lot of things that we need to talk about. We're not perfect. We're not perfect because there's evil people here, guys. 
We never will be perfect because there's evil amongst us. All right? And they're going to continue doing evil things. They always strive to power, control. That's what they need. They crave it. They're evil. They have to have it. So that's what creates the issues. That's why everything, nothing is free. That's why there's a monetary value on everything. Okay? Because I want, I want, I want. I have to have power. I have to have money. I have to have. And then we have to separate myself from other people and show that I'm worth more than them because I want, I want, I want. That's evil-minded thinking, and that turns the, you know, they put themselves in power. Right? That's just the way it is here. So you have to, you have to get that and go, this is not going to change. That part of it is not going to change. That's part of the game. So you need to then decide that. Well, are we going to listen to the minority and decide that we're going to keep going with them? Or are we going to say, no, child, sit down. It's not going to happen. Everything's going to be free, and everybody gets whatever they want. Oh, by the way, it's going to be equal across the board. Right? So come down out of your ivory towers, all you rich people. That's why Jesus said, the meek shall inherit the earth. Do you understand? Based on these, just these three in the beginning, those nine in the beginning, That's what drives and gives us that potentiation. Do you understand that? Isn't that crazy? Think about that. Okay, while you're thinking about that, we're going to end today because we're, we're at the hour, I believe, now. Where are we? Yeah, we're just a little over, right? So, all right, guys. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Have a great day.